Hey, what's up, everybody? Before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to let you know of a special announcement. If you've been ever interested in our courses to help you ace your FE or PE exam, definitely go check them out at civilengineeringacademy.com. Prices on our existing courses are going to be seeing a little bump in price coming on June 3rd of 2023. So if you are ever, if you've been ever interested in acing your exams and needing a course to do it, go check us out, civilengineeringacademy.com. We can help you crush your FE or PE exam at uh, the best prices you'll probably ever see. So go check that out real quick. Hey, what's up, everybody? Isaac here, Civil Engineering Academy. Excited to be with you on another podcast episode. I'm excited today. I bring on a fun guest, Yara Hamad, who actually is from Egypt that came to the United States, but she's awesome. She's got a bachelor's degree, a master's degree, and uh, is a bridge engineer, earned her PE license, and really has just taken off by networking through the ASCE using tools like Toastmasters. But we kind of detail her own journey and her career to becoming a civil engineer, and she has lots of good advice for people going through this journey themselves. I do have to apologize if you hear any sort of music in the background with kids playing the piano it's because well i have four kids and someone's always doing something and hey i record this in my house so you just gotta deal with it roll with the punches right so anyway i'm excited to talk to yara i think you're gonna enjoy this interview we do talk about courses and how they can help you on your pe journey if you have a need to get your pe license come check us out at civilengineeringacademy.com we have an fe course we have a pe course and all of those will help you to become a professional engineer as well. So check that out. Anyway, without further ado, let's bring Yara on and uh, we'll get right to it. See you in a minute. Today's podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is awesome. It's 100% real chocolate, 100% delicious. If you have not tried these, I don't know what's wrong with you. They recently came out with a coconut brownie chunk, which is amazing. I'm a big coconut fan. So if you're in the coconut camp, you got to try that. If not, what's wrong with you? Just kidding. They have lots of other different flavors, so go check them out. They have strawberry, they've got cherry lime, peanut butter brownie, coconut, again, different types of coconut bars, raspberry, double chocolate, and all kinds of stuff. This stuff is way better than a candy bar for you. Definitely a snack you want as you're studying for your FE or PE. It's got 130 calories, only 2.5 grams of fat, 4 net carbs, 4 grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein. This is way better than what's out there for other protein bars and definitely better than candy bars. So go check it out at civilengineeringacademy.com slash built and use our discount code of C-I-V-A-C and you'll get a 10% off on anything that you order there. So go check that out. Hey guys, if you haven't already, I want to let you know about our awesome newsletter. If you haven't signed up for the Civil Engineering Academy newsletter, seriously, what's wrong with you? I'm just kidding. Go check it out though. You'll get all the latest episodes that we produce, blog articles, exams, discounts, course material, all this fun stuff is through our newsletter. So if you haven't signed up, go check it out. That's civilengineeringacademy.com slash newsletter. You'll be taken. Go sign up and uh, you'll start getting our fun newsletters that we send out usually once a week. So go check it out. Civilengineeringacademy.com slash newsletter and go sign up. All right. We are live and going. Yara, how's it going? Thank you for being on the Civil Engineering Academy podcast. Thank you, Isaac. Um, it's my pleasure to being here with you. Well, we're excited to have you on the show and talk about your experience in this world of civil engineering. And I'm sure there's some wisdom that will come out of our interview. But 
I always like to ask when I start these things, maybe a little bit more about your own background, where you're from, and really how you found yourself into this world of civil engineering. I'm from Egypt. I came here to the U.S. for school. I had my bachelor's degree in civil engineering and my master's degree in structural engineering. As to how I got into engineering, well, it's kind of a typical. Like when I was a kid, I loved geometry. I loved solving problems, but I also loved solving real life problems. And by real life, I mean, you know, sneaking into my dad's toolbox, stealing his screwdriver and going around, you know, the house, picking things out. Like I recall, like I once took out, you know, those electric plugs just to see how, how things work. Wow. And I got shocked. I mean, thankfully I'm alive. <laughs> Most parents would be slapping that out of your hand real quick. So I don't know what was going on there, but. Thankful I'm there. <laughs> Glad but, you're yeah. alive. <laughs> <laughs> True, right? <laughs> but, you know, at that sense, you think, okay, I want to pursue civil engineering because it combines both aspects, you know, that theoretical one and the practical one as well. That's very true. I mean, it sounds like you went far with that, though. You got a master's degree. What was the motivation to get a master's? And you've earned all of your degrees in Egypt. Is that correct? Uh, you mean like as a, I earned up to high school degree? Well, I guess take me through your education. Like, where were you? What did you earn? What was that like for you? I mean, actually, in Egypt, I was in American high school. So I get to have the American curriculum. I took the SAT. So for me, when I came here to school, it is pretty easy for me, easily to transition. I did not know that. So they have American high schools in Egypt? Yes, we have actually different one. We have even British, even like in universities, they will be Canadian university. Wow, that's very interesting. Well, that's cool. So you took an American high school, then you went to college there. No, I came here for school. Ah, came here for school. Okay, where did we go to school here? For my undergrad, I went to Cal State Northridge. And for my grad school, I went to Cal Poly Pomona. Wow, that's awesome. And then you took the FE while you were still in school? Yes, I did. Okay. And then the PE after you had some experience or was that really close? So, yes, after I finished my master's degree, I started working. I took my PE. Okay. That makes sense. Wow. Egypt to here. Was it work that brought you here or I guess what brought you over here to do civil engineering? I came with my family. (laughs) Gotcha. Okay. Awesome. What have you enjoyed the most so far about being a civil engineer? Well, I enjoy that my profession makes an impact and you don't make an impact on only one person, but you do an, you make an impact on a whole community while you're continuously being challenged solving engineering problems. Yeah, that's very true. You know, civil engineers are vital to society. <laughs> they affect everything from the water we drink to the buildings we're in. So that's where we're at. So you have dived into a specialty, though. You're a bridge engineer. And so how did you find yourself to become a bridge engineer? It is interesting. I knew from the beginning that I wanted to do infrastructures. I was kind of focused mainly into buildings, but then I got into work where you kind of, they do not residential buildings, but some of that plus bridges. So I get exposed to bridges and I find them more fascinating and more complicated. I enjoy complex stuff. So uh, I got true. You know, civil engineering as a whole is typically dominated by male engineers. You're a female bridge engineer. What challenges have you experienced in that arena? Well, it's not challenges from that aspect, but actually I was reflecting back on my career and realized that throughout my career, I never had female leadership at work up until now. Like my supervisor, she is a woman. 
we have also other female leaders at work. And this got me into thinking because like the impact that it does for us. There's this article that says that men apply when they meet 60% of, of the qualifications while women apply when they meet 100%. This is just a challenge, right? An example of the challenges that women face. So I feel like having a female leadership, they will be able to detect those blind spots in us women as we think, and they will be able to coach us. They will be mm -hmm. able to support us. That's fantastic advice. So, you know, going back to that a little bit, do I guess women in general feel like they need to be 100% before they apply for a position then? Is that how, it sounds like that article resonated. So is that it Can resonated I, um, with me because, okay, I guess the way I was thinking about it, that the reason could possibly be is how parents maybe raise their kids. Mm. Like if you have a boy, you pretty much will ask him to take more initiation and it's okay to be more risk, right? Like risk-free, but a woman might have some restraints. Oh, you are a woman. Maybe you're a lady. You cannot do that. So naturally when they grow, men to be risk-free, but women be more reserved, if you think about it when you apply, okay, it can be still risky because if you do not meet the full qualifications, you'll be worried. What can I do? What if I did not do a good job? But maybe a man would not think the same way. Yeah, we just kind of wing it, you know? <laughs> 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 maybe there's some truth to that, but I think men just read a, a position and there's more pay. They meet some of the qualifications. Let's toss our name in there and see, roll the dice, you know? So, <laughs> you know, I totally agree with you. There's definitely a difference there. And I can see that women, they're great and they, they want to be really good at what they're doing. And maybe that's holding them back from applying for stuff that they could totally get. So I really like your idea that seeing women in management positions can really help others underneath them and tutor them in a way that is helpful. So that's really good advice. Are there any other obstacles that maybe you have faced and how you overcame them personally? I mean, not in a sense, the obstacles in a sense that I'm a female, I would say the obstacles as an engineer. Like you tackling problems or just what are some issues you've seen as a bridge engineer? The greatest obstacle I would say was actually me starting the career. Ah. This is what's the hardest one, especially getting into structures. It's a challenging field. And I always tell people, you know, when you start this journey, it's not an easy journey and you end up having to jump through a lot of hoops that professors want you to do and you got to do it their way. And But you're going to learn a lot along the way. And if you stick through, you know, through the end, at least for me personally, I've noticed that I don't use everything that I learned in school, but it, it helps uh, kind of a baseline knowledge that you know there's a lot of other disciplines that do dive into these areas and you know enough to know what's important and all the background information to it. If you needed to solve some problems, you probably could too. But I guess when you started the journey into structural engineering, how did you push through that challenge of knowing it was going to be a challenge? I graduated in 2014. At that time, it was very hard. I think the economy was still recovering. I'm not sure if people like in the same position when you graduate and you apply for a job, if you don't have a master's degree, it can be tough. But also if you don't have experience, it's really tough. So the way I see what happened to me, it was a cumulative, cumulative way in a sense that, okay, well, you already don't have a master's degree. So I needed to apply for a master's. I wanted to actually learn from new professors, meet new people. And one of the things also that helped me was working on myself. I know that I initially 
I needed to work on how I present myself, the communication skills. And that's why I joined Toastmasters. It helped me to grow those soft skills. So, you know, when you go in an interview, you simply know how to communicate what you have, what, what are your thoughts, but also you know how to think on your foot. Mm. This is, was very, very rewarding. And definitely I joined professional organizations like AACE. I tried to get out of my comfort zone, join the board, meet new people, grow my network. It is like little steps, but those actually helped me through the way to get to where I am today. Yeah, it's hard to see that, you know, when you're first starting, but the more you go, like those things really help out. And, you know, I applaud you for pushing through difficult things. I mean, even a tool like Toastmasters where you're having to give speeches or things on the fly is definitely a challenge. We'll make sure we link Toastmasters as a resource for engineers because it's one of those things where it's like engineers need to learn people skills. How do you do that? And Toastmasters, I think, is a great option to do that. So I think even you jumping on this podcast with us may be a leap as well. So thank you for doing this with us, too. Thank you. (laughs) See, Toastmasters is paying off. (laughs) True, it is. It is. Do you feel like, is it most engineers, do you feel like they could learn better people skills, better speaking skills as a whole? And do you feel like that's taught in school very well? Actually, no, I don't think in a school, it's, there is much an emphasis on that. Yes, you go up and do presentation unless you actually take the effort and go out and join even debate teams. You will not grow as much if you just um, like um, stick into your own zone. That makes and sense. I feel engineers need to do that more. Well, that's good advice. Well, Toastmasters is a great organization, so we'll make sure we link that. You told me earlier that your husband's also a civil engineer. So (laughs) how do you help each other in this field? What's that like? (laughs) I feel like it develops this understanding. Our job can sometimes become demanding when you have, you know, those tight deadlines. So there will be understanding, okay, I need to work this a little bit late. But although he is not into structures, he's into project management, I mean, structures, and sometimes I do wish if he were, but the good thing is I feel we complement each other in a sense that we learn from each other. Like I learned like some of his skills. If he discuss something like an obstacle or a challenge, I feel I am learning that. Did you guys meet in school? Was it uh, structures class? <laughs> it's funny story because although we met once at Cal Poly, we actually met at ASC. So you did a lot of networking over there. <laughs> okay. Right. Was unintentional. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. I think that's just really cool to have two people that are civil engineers, you know, married and working together. So absolutely. Yeah, yes. I love that you said there's an understanding there because sometimes people don't understand the stress that may be coming with a submittal or something that's due and what's involved with that. So, you know, that's very helpful. Diving, I guess, back into your own career, would there be any advice that you would share with women or men that are just starting out their careers in general? Absolutely. I would advise that people to get out of their comfort zone. Join professional organization, grow your network. Most importantly, never say no to an opportunity that comes your way. Always say yes. Exactly. Just don't burn out. (laughs) Just kidding. You know, it opens doors, right? And people get to know who you are. They know you're a competent engineer and all of a sudden you're applying for some some work. So that's great advice. 
Well, I wanted to dive a little bit into your PE exam preparation and if you had any tips for anybody preparing either for the FE or the PE exam that may be going into this world, the structural engineering world. For me personally, I took courses. They helped me become organized and prepared. For the PE, personally, I think like to wait a little bit after a master's degree because I know the having a master's degree usually allow you to maybe get your PE like after one year of work experience. Mm -hmm. But I feel maybe this is not enough. Maybe we actually need more work experience or unless maybe this is in the structure sport. Not sure about the other disciplines. Yeah, in California, you can get it a little earlier than most states. So there's that. And I also know in California, you've got to take your survey and your seismic as well. So there's actually more (laughs) fun stuff you get to do to get that license. That's a lot of test prep. So do you feel like there was um, anything you, you learned when you were preparing for that? I think courses are fantastic. We're a huge advocate of them. Whether it's with us, we have our own courses. You can check them out at civilengineeringacademy.com or even with others. We just know that they can provide accountability. They provide you a structure with homework, with exams and things of that nature. And it's always good to have support. We're also a big advocate of the courses. So any other tips that you would have? Because it sounds like you've taken a lot of exams. (laughs) Well, the only thing that helped me, especially when I was taking the surveying and seismic, was having cheat sheets because the time is very limited. I think it was about two and a half hours, if I recall correctly. Mm. And oh gosh, you just, you cannot, you know, go through pages. If I have only those few cheat sheets, they were very helpful. Those enough for me to go through instead of going through a whole book. That makes sense. And the survey and the seismic is open book still. So. Yes. I mean, when I took it, it was open book. And I think it still is. So keep that in mind, too. So that's very helpful. Well, awesome. Is there any other, I mean, we talked about Toastmasters as a really good resource for people, but is there any other good resources, a book, a a blog post, or anything that has helped you in your own career? It was actually meeting the people that helped me. I find that through every stage of my life, there was like people who I connect with and they were able to support me to the next step. For example, like in my first job, I recall it was my professor who referred me. And so eventually you meet others along the way. And with their support, you can grow to become, you know, the most successful person you think you can be. I just want to emphasize, never say no to an opportunity. Excellent. Well, Yara, what's the, you know, if people have questions, whether it's about your own journey coming here from Egypt or school or struggling with their exams, is there a way they can reach out to you? Absolutely. They can reach out to me through LinkedIn. I'm a, I respond quickly. Okay. Well, we'll make sure to link your LinkedIn profile in our show notes as well so people can reach out to you. But uh, I appreciate you jumping on and doing this podcast with me. Thank you so much, Isaac. I appreciate it too. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Civil Engineering Academy podcast. Thanks for joining me today. If you want, please leave a review or a comment or a like. They definitely go a long way and share it with a friend because why not? It helps. 
Hey, if you're interested in becoming a guest, feel free to shoot me an email, Isaac at civilengineeringacademy.com. And if you know anyone or yourself personally, definitely check out our website, civilengineeringacademy.com, where we can help you on your journey to become a professional engineer, whether that's to help you pass your FE or your PE, or just get great career advice. And if you're interested in becoming a sponsor of this podcast and have an amazing outreach to other civil engineers, also shoot me an email and we'll be there to help you. Anyway, thanks for joining me today and we'll see you in the next one. Bye.